The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, what's going on, coach? Not much, buddy. Just an exciting week of football. Hey, man, it's an exciting week of football. But, you know, it's so terrible when um, when athletics is not on the field, it's off the field. And this week, one of the biggest stories is the Ray Rice story and his domestic violence situation, how Roger Goodell is handling this situation, how the New Jersey Police Department and the New Jersey court system handle this Ray Rice um case it's almost like um you hear about kids in high school that are such prominent stars and they may get arrested for something simple that it never even ever goes to court because they're the star of the team and it, it seemed like it was almost this way with Ray Rice because he was the star of the team and because he went to Rutgers University in New Jersey where this happened maybe they didn't want to see their their hometown superstar get a black eye and bring shame to the university, bring shame to everything. But now, when you cover up something, it always comes to light sooner or later, and it's going to make everybody look bad now, eventually. And, you know, Darrell, we talked about it off the air. You know, I, I, you'll never make me convinced that the NFL and the Ravens didn't know about this other video, and now that it's come out, they're being proactive because – they were afraid of public opinion. I, I think you're right, Coach. And, um, you know, and, and it's really going to look bad for Roger Goodell to to seem like he's always changing the rules. You know, one week is, it's a, it's a six-game suspension, and, and for, for the second offense, it's a year suspension. Today, Ray Rice, all we know about is his, his first suspension, and he comes out and says, hey, He's suspended for the rest of the year. And then the Ravens, they cut ties with him by just cutting him off the team. I, I just don't understand this. Um, you know, we've had guys kill people in this league. I mean, drunk driving, run over somebody, and kill them. And it didn't seem like the punishment was as severe as this kid here's, 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 his, his punishment. And, and, and trust me, um, looking at the uh, video, I think the courts did an injustice because he should have gotten more than um, more than a, a diversion program or counseling. No, he should have gotten thirty days in jail at least for what he did, man. Well, he should he should have been a lot harder. 
The, the bottom line, though, is like what Mike Ditka did on this uh, pregame show tonight. He said, hey, you know, it's ruined. It's going to ruin this guy's life and his wife's life, which will end up affecting their child. You know, the guy's not going to be able to have an income. Yeah, you know, and um, as a matter of fact, um, I think Roger Goodell came out and said that any team that signs Ray Rice to any future contracts have to go through his office first. You know, I, I, I just don't understand how how he could handle something like this that that didn't happen on the field. It just brings a black eye back to the company when the company finds out about it. You know, because as far as I'm concerned about it, if this had happened in Aruba and they didn't have video cameras, we know nothing about this. If he was on vacation with this woman in the Dominican or Dubai or or um, or places in Australia, hey, we would never ever have known about this coach. And I just don't see where he could take such a a big step in the punishment. Well, and the thing about it is, Daryl, it makes you wonder, uh, or makes me wonder, uh, who's looking at, you know, the players. I hadn't heard anything from the Players Association. There's a bunch of players that have come out and said they, they saw it and that you shouldn't hit women. I agree with all of that, Daryl. You know, I agree with all of that. But, you know, I've got daughters, you know, and I, I can't imagine if something like that happened. But what I can't understand is, the players' association should be saying, "Hey, look, Mister Goodell, you're being inconsistent. You give the guy two weeks. You say you hadn't seen this new video. You see the new video, and you go above and beyond what you said you were going to do in the future." I don't get I don't, it. I, I don't. I don't get it either. I really don't get it. And you know, and and that's one been one of the um, you know, one of the, one of the complaints about Roger Goodell is that. He's a jury and executioner. You know, it's just, I think he has a little bit too much authority. And, um, and, 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 you know, he has to carry a big stick because, hey, he works for one of the most powerful, he's the head, basically, of one of the most powerful companies in America, the NFL. And he works for all of the, all of the guys that own these NFL teams are billionaires by far a couple of times over. So he works for some powerful people, but I guess it's, well, you, know, it's, I, you know what bothers me the most, Daryl, is what uh, the Ravens have done. You know, Harbaugh first came out, and I guess he's trying to say that he didn't know any better, but he said that he knew that Ray was a good person, basically. And now they fire the guy, and coach. Two years ago, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl without him. And it shouldn't have given him a pass, but at the same time, you shouldn't kick him to the curb. You know, if they wanted to suck it up and say, hey, you know, we're not going to give you a salary for as long as the league keeps you out, but you're going to be reinstated afterwards. But to say that he was terminated, I think it was wrong. Oh, well, Coach, um, you know, they I guess they just couldn't have that kind of stain on, on, on their rapport. You know, it's just it, it makes them look bad. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to stop the fans from coming to the games. No, but it it made them look bad because they allowed him to come back to 
to the team with such a with such a small penalty. And maybe they're trying to stop the bleeding because they know that eventually someone's going to find out that they already knew about this tape when they when they agreed to the two game suspension. Yeah, and, and I, I really think Roger Goodell, of all people, of all of the security and all of the spies that he has in this league, he had to know about the video inside. Yo, inside yo, the elevator. You can't make me believe otherwise. You can't make me think that they didn't know. But, you know, in, in Baltimore, what they may be doing a, a cover up thing because. Uh, they didn't look good against Cincinnati, and uh, that was out without Ray Rice. And this may be their way of saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to blame it all on Ray. We have a terrible season." Well, <laughs> you know, I, I hate to see um, non-football stories dominate football season. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like this. And this, this is, this seems like another one of those situations where a non-football story is going to dominate the football season. And I hope this only uh, lasts for a little while. But you know now that, um, hey, it's some women out there that are doggone pretty vindictive and very calculated. Calculative, I could say. That are looking at some situations and and she said, you took the ring back for what? You mean we're not getting married now? You mean that? You mean engagement is off? Did you just slap me? Oh no, you didn't just slap me. No, a good way of the man in another in another room, coach. You know, come on, man. This kind of stuff is gonna happen. I almost promise you, we're gonna probably have some women get some nice, nice NFL money this year, and and never touching the field and never getting a ring on their finger because. She may catch him with somebody or something goes on. Next thing you know, she going to tell him, say, hey, if you don't have $80,000 in my bank account by Tuesday, I'm calling Roger Goodell. Yeah. And, Coach, you know, the thing about it is, uh, so what does that say about wanting a relationship? I mean, I ain't trying to be ugly. I'm just saying, you know, if you're you're an NFL player, a young guy, uh, you know, why would you want to be involved with anybody? Hey, Coach, I don't know. But I'm telling you, I really think that it's enough vindictive and calculative women out there that, hey, man, it's, there's an opportunity to get paid easy. Take advantage of it. And they're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. Yeah, and it's, it's so sad, but this is reality we're dealing with. And here's a woman. This is how this is how this is how, how sick this this thing is, Coach. Ray Weiss hit this woman way back in February. Right. He eventually got married to this woman, Coach. Now yeah. that I I I I just can't understand. And Coach, now, they have a two year old daughter. Oh, they have a two year old. Not like they don't have now. Yeah. They have a two-year-old daughter. And the thing about it is, Daryl, what bothers me is, is that, like you said from the very beginning of the show, you hate to see off-the-field stuff affect the football season. Because there's a lot of great things that went on. Seattle, to me, looked like they might be 
still the best team out there. I mean, they handled Green Bay pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Coach, March 28th, Rice and uh, Janaea Palmer got married. Right. The incident happened <coughs> on, on, on February 15th. Rice was arrested. On uh, February 19th, the video surfaced. The first one. The first video surfaced, yes. Like I said, on March 28th, they got married. And, and, um, and, and on, on May 1st, Ray Rice rejects plea deal, applies for pretrial intervention program. So he, that's where he, he, he got an intervention program on, um, on March 28th. <coughs> and so now to May me, Darryl, yeah. the NFL had already made the decision to suspend him for two games. And so that should be it. I don't care what comes up after that. You know, the court has spoken, and we're supposed to be all about the power of the court. And they decided to do an intervention program with the kid, and that should be it. Well, on August 28th, the NFL admits missteps announced new domestic violence policy. Roger Cadell announces new policy where it was a, it's a, um, I guess first it's a first offense is six games uh, without pay uh, for the first offense and a life, lifetime ban for the second offense. Now, Ray Rice just got suspended for the rest of the season, basically. He got cut by the team. Well, and, and Ray uh, and Roger Gazelle saying what? That he can't even be signed by anybody else. Unless they go through him. Yes. So maybe the guy's not going to be able to play football anymore. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I really think that there is a such thing as called uh, short man disease. And I think Ray Rice is suffering suffering from this a little bit. You know, <laughs> he's a small dude, coach. He's a short dude. You know, and his old lady, uh, Janaea, she's a little taller than him. Just a hint, but she's a little taller than him. You know, she might have told him, "You look sharp, b b b b b. You can't, you b b. You look sharp, b b b. You know." And I'm, come on, man. And she and then maybe she just pushed him a little too far. You know, couldn't handle it. Yeah, yeah. So. I tell you, it's a it's a sad state of affairs. I, you know, but uh, Daryl, I think we need to talk about these other NFL teams that don't have Ray Rice on them. Well, Coach, it's a lot of NFL going on in the world this week. You know, um, it was it was just so many good games on. Uh, I think the game that really shocked me over the weekend would would have to be to see the New England Patriots go down um, by two to touchdowns the, to, to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, yeah. that, that, was, that was a shocker to me. The um, Dolphins just wore them out the second half, Coach. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the Dolphins look good. You know, and I've heard this before about um, that's the last place you want to play early in the season is in Miami. Oh, because it's so hot. Yeah, and that's that's the theory is that it's so hot down there, and I and I, I'll I'll attest to that. It it is very hot in Miami um, late in the season, and I'm sure coming from uh, Boston on the Patriots, you know, maybe they didn't 
they they didn't really feel that. But how it was gonna be. You know, and, and and when you look at the score, they you know they scored twenty points in the first half, and they scored zero points in the second half. Maybe yeah. the Heat had a, had a little bit to do with it, but when you listen to Tom Brady after the game, he said they just didn't click on any. They didn't click in anything on offense, and uh, and I kind of believe that too when I when I look at the the the, uh, the box scores from this game too, Coach. Well, Coach, I watched a bunch of games. Uh... I would have never thought Tennessee was going to do away with uh, Kansas City like they did. They beat them pretty good. Uh, the Jets came away with a win. The Jags, for a long time, were were beaten and playing Philadelphia pretty head up. And so there were kind of me. There were a bunch of kind of things that I would have never, ever thought that uh, the Bears would get beat like they did. You know, yeah, good. yeah, and hey, um, the Vikings stepped up and really did some things too. You know, probably one of the better games of the day was the New Orleans Saints and oh, um, and and the Atlanta Falcons, where they came back and um, and 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 did some, and and won that game. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 trust me, we still have two good games tonight. You know, yeah. um, the New York well, Giants are, are are holding on. Yeah, they are holding on. Hey, and, and you know, and the Titans and the Chiefs, but it was some it was some really good games. Hey guys, we're gonna analyze some of these games. We're gonna talk about some of the good players of the week, and we're gonna talk about some of the bad things of, that happened on this week in the opening <laughs> week of the NFL season. Hey guys, we'll be right back with more sports info UM on the Voice America Radio. flagship station for sports voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's sports talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. 
That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, we opened this NFL season with a bang, a very good game. The Green Bay Packers against the Seattle Seahawks last Thursday night in Seattle with the 12th man available for the Seahawks, meaning the fans. Man, what a good game. Russell Wilson looked like he was in midseason form. Marshawn Lynch, hey, he had a little domestic violence case on him pending, but some kind of way it went into whitewash. But, hey, he had he ran for over 100 yards, uh, 20 rushes for 110 yards to be exact. Percy Harvin had more rushing yards than um, Dwayne um, John Starks and Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy only had... 34 yards, and Starks only had 37. Percy Harvin rushed, rushed for oh, for 41 yards. Hey, they they look good, man. I, I really have to tip my hat to um to the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, and I tell you what, they like you said, they look like they were in midseason form. Yeah, they they did, and um, you know, I, I, as, as much as people want to um, criticize their head coach. I think you have to really um, compliment this guy from time to time. You know, he may have left USC um, not looking so good, but I, I really think that he's he's done a, an outstanding job uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, and I'm going to tell you something. Um, he, you know, he's been a winner, you know, uh, ever since he got there. That first year, if you remember, he pulled a surprise win over the year after New Orleans had won the Super Bowl. <clears throat> they come in there all expecting to win. They were like seven and nine or something. They kind of crept in the back door and they knocked them off. I I, I agree, Coach. So hey, um, he, he's done some things there, and I and I really expect them to be in the hunt um, um, this year as well. But one of the best games of the day to me had to be the New Orleans Saints going to Atlanta and, and basically just whooping, whooping them for three quarters and just couldn't, just couldn't pull it out at the end. Yeah. It still turns out that New Orleans has to have better defense to win. I mean, you can't outscore everybody, not in this league. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, um, they, they have, they have Ryan there, buddy Ryan, son, and, uh, you know, he came in last year and did some things, but I'm just not so sure if he's um, he's he's going to be able to do it, especially when they don't seem to go out and get the players on defense. Um, they'll go out and spend some money on offense, but um, New Orleans just don't don't seem to want to spend the money on defense, Coach. I would have to agree with you. I think it's the, the, the head coach is saying, hey, I, I want another receiver. I want another running back, you know. They did get a couple of offensive linemen, but I'm going to tell you, Daryl, they don't have, you know, they don't have that premier rusher. They don't have a, a premier linebacker, I don't think. And I think uh, their defensive backs are, are good, but they're, they're not exceptional. Hey, and, um, you know, the, the Vikings just whooped the pants off the Rams and, you almost feel bad for the Rams. I mean, Rand, they lose Matthew Stafford, and uh, 
they just don't really have anything now. Well, uh, you know, they're one of those games that I thought was kind of interesting. And I'm sorry, not Matthew Stafford. They lost Sam Bradford, their quarterback. Yeah. Yes. But the thing about it is uh, Adrian Peterson, you know, and now they've gotten a good – I mean, they had that kid before, Ponder kid out of Florida State. But now Matt Castle can manage a game in the NFL, and that's what he's doing. And he's got a good tight end. He's got one good receiver. And he's got a great running back. And so they're going to be hard to deal with because they do have a good defense. Oh, yeah. And that the Vikings have, have kept a good defense throughout some bad seasons. They had a good defense. You know, in Cleveland, the, the Browns, they, they took Johnny Football to, to um, Pittsburgh to play the Steelers, but he didn't touch the field. And, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm not so displeased <coughs> with what I saw from Hoyer. And he's won some games in the NFL. And um, I'm, I think they're doing the right thing by, by benching Johnny Football and not even creating packages for him to come in and play. I agree totally, uh, Coach. And I think that uh, that'll make him a better NFL quarterback when he gets his shot. And this kid, Hoyer, he'll, he'll end up getting hurt or injured or lose too many close games. They won't remember that. It was a tie game right at the very end, and Pittsburgh finally got him with a field goal. But, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, I think you're right. I think they should keep Johnny football on the bench at least for a while. And, you know, in this story, um, I guess two weeks ago we were talking about a Davion Bell and the, and the marijuana thing. You know, that has since just dissipated. It's, it's gone. Oh, yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Because now, you know, I guess some of these other crimes that these NFL players commit make that look like nothing. And he ran 21 carries for 109 yards on a TD yesterday, so he redeemed himself quite a bit, too, as a, as a player. Sure. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, and that's just one week closer. Pittsburgh, I think, will be under the radar until about midseason. And then you're going to look around, and they'll probably be in the hunt. Well... I'm not so sure. I, I'm just really not so sure. I think that the Pittsburgh's entire season is, is built around Ben Roethlisberger. And, and, yes, he threw for 365 yards yesterday and a TD, and, th- and that's a big number for him. But when he can't produce those kind of numbers, this team doesn't. They don't do so well. So they'll go as well as Ben Roethlisberger go, and, and they'll go as far as he take them. You know, uh, now, on the other hand, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday, you know, Nick Foles just didn't look like that Nick Foles we saw last year who was winning everything and completing every pass that he threw. He threw for 322 yards, but it, they were a tough 322 yards. And they and it, it was in the right at the end of the game that he got hot. I mean, it, it was 17-17 going into the fourth quarter, Coach. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You and know, I think it, Jacksonville is a little better than they've been, but they're still not, you know, you know Philadelphia has uh, it, got a kind of a good situation because they're in, there with Dallas and, uh, uh, the, you know, in Redskins. And, but, I, you know, I don't see them being able to dominate after they get out of their league. I, I, I would agree with you, Coach. Um, but, you know, when 
when Nick Foles was sacked five times um, yesterday, I, I think that alone says something about this Philadelphia team. Um, they're, they're not that fun and gun that we thought we were going to see um, when, when Chip Kelly came to the league. It's, it's, it's more of a traditional NFL team. And I'm just not so sold on Chip Kelly as being this prolific NFL coach. I still think he's, he's learning on the job. Um, I just don't see him, him being this, this outstanding NFL coach. And I'm not so sure if he's going to be patient enough to hang around the NFL to get good. Well, you know, and the thing about it is, Daryl, you know, you're probably right. Uh, but the thing about it is, is you can't have your quarterback get hit as much as this kid got hit without having a great backup. And I think uh, the Sanchez kid is all right, but I don't think he's great for sure. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not sold on on Mark Sanchez, coach. Now, hey, that's 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 not even a question in my mind when we start talking about Sanchez. But I, I really think the Jaguars um, are doing a doing a good thing by by playing Chad Henney right now. And um, oh, and, and, and bitching the kid Bortles for a little while, and I do think around the sixth game of the season, I think we're gonna see. Um, I think we're gonna see Bortles, and I, I, I really think that Chad Henney, he's one of those quarterbacks that can win some games, and I, I really think the Jaguars got to find a way to, to, to open him up a little bit more. You know, yeah. I just don't think um, they're giving him a fair shot. You know, he he threw the ball forty three times for 266 yards, but I, I really think they got to give him a little bit more opportunity to throw the ball downfield and uh, and open the offense up more for him, too. Well, Coach, I'm going to tell you, your kid from UM looked awful good. Alan Hearns. Yeah. Coach, the one, he's the one that, uh, you know, really put the fear of God in the Phillies early in the game. Yeah. Hey, four catches, 110 yards. You know, and 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 trust me, um, if you if you were a decent free agent wide receiver coming to Jacksonville, you you had to know you had a chance to make that team. And Alan Hearns was a very good free agent um, coming into Jacksonville, and uh, and he's definitely made this team and uh, look like he's gonna gonna he's building some success um, down here in Jacksonville. It's exciting. Well, I'm I'm excited for him. Oh, I agree, though. Yeah, you know. The, the, you know, we've, we've talked, you know, we've kind of danced around the thing. Who will get fired first at Dallas? Will it be Romo or Garrett? Oh, coach. Um, I think it's going to be Romo because um, Romo, he, he's, he, it's not a matter of being fired for him. He's going to, he, he's just not going to be able to make it. You know, it's it, the pain is going to catch up with him, and that's even worse than getting fired. Is um is dealing with what he's going to have to deal with. His offensive line is not that good. His mobility is really has really gone down in a big way. Um, Tony Romo's not the same quarterback he was um, last year, the year before, and he's, he's he's he looks like he's hurting. Yeah, you can tell he's not that he's not playing the kind of ball he did a few years back for sure. Yeah, and 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 on the other hand. Um, as bad as we talked about 
um, Kaepernick playing in the preseason. Hey, he looked, he looked pretty good. He he looked pretty good. He he really did. And uh, and and Frank Gore, he's he's Frank Gore. He's gonna do what he do. You know, he's gonna grind it out, get you some tough yards. And when he goes in for play action, trust me, linebackers are coming up. And so you know, it makes it a little easier. Uh, you know, and Vernon Davis is one of my guys, and he uh, he definitely, you know, he's going to get uncovered, you know. Uh, and when he gets uncovered, uh, he's going to make – he he's got that freakish speed that you don't see in a tight end. I would agree with you, Coach. Um, but when when I look at these uh, these receivers that Kaepernick has, you know, Anquan Bolden is still his number one receiver. He's the go to guy. And why why is that? It's because he's open. You know, that's the only reason a quarterback is throwing to him eight times and targeting him nine times is because he's open and he's a sure handed receiver. Vernon Davis he got targeted six times. He caught four passes, but he. he even when his ball is right to him, seems like he bobbles the catch. You yeah. know, he, he's always bobbling he's balls. Catcher. He's never been a clean catching kind of a guy. Never been, never been. And 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 Michael Crabtree, I have him on my fantasy team. Two receptions for twenty five yards, and he, and they targeted him four times. Stevie Johnson, who's a who's a um, who's a free agent signing, and matter of fact, with trade and uh, sign a trade. From um, Buffalo Bills, he had two receptions. I just really think that uh, some of these guys, Cap, um, um, Stevie Johnson, Crabtree, they've got to step up to take some of this load off of Anquan Bolden for them to be successful. Somebody else is going to have to step up in San Francisco. But on the other hand, Coach uh, Dallas Cowboys, um, they, they, um, Demarco Murray, they depend on him way too much in the running game. And I'm just not so sure he's going to be durable. His health has been an issue for the last two years. Last year he missed a lot of time because of injuries. Just don't see him um, being able to hold up. And 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 if Tony Romo is going to be laying Des Bryant out the way he laid him out yesterday a couple times, I'm not so sure if he's going to make it through the season. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it is, uh, coaches. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Jerry Jones tried to make it happen for Garrett because that was his his choice, and I think it's going to be where he, you know the kid isn't around much. I I agree with you, Coach. Um, Garrett's definitely not going to be around at the end of the season, but I think Romo might make maybe four more games, and I'm not not so sure. On the four more games, you know the, the Carolina Panthers um, came to Tampa Bay yesterday and and beat the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers looked presentable in the fourth quarter, and let's hope yeah. that they can build on that because they scored fourteen points in the in the fourth quarter. Um, they didn't score any points in the previous quarters. Uh, Carolina Panthers um, under under the quarterback quarterbacking of Anderson because Cam Newton is out. Um, they they scored twenty points, uh, ten in the second and ten in the fourth quarter. I, I was I was pretty pleased with um, with the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the defense of the Carolina Panthers, but I would have to say um, I think this game would have been a lot better if Cam Newton had been 
at quarterback. Oh, yeah, I do too. And I don't think either one of those two uh, will beat New Orleans. And I don't think that uh, Atlanta will beat New Orleans at New Orleans. I'm not so sure, Coach. I, I, I think this kid, Benjamin, um, the receiver from Florida State, the rookie, and I don't, I definitely don't put a lot of stock in rookies at, at skill positions or any position in the NFL, but I think this kid is really big and he catches the ball with his hands. I think um, he could be the go-to guy for um, for Cam Newton this year. No, I think I think Cam Newton. He needs Newton, a go-to I, I, guy. He needs a go-to guy because of uh, you know Steve Smith proved yesterday he can still play. Yeah, he, he definitely. That, that was the only thing that uh, Flacco could find to throw to. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, in Carolina. They, they they still have the same thing that they've gone through last year where Greg Olson is the number one receiver. You know, yeah. um, they targeted him 11 times yesterday where Benjamin was targeted eight times. He, he got six catches for eight, eight targets. And uh, Greg Olson was targeted 11 times with eight catches. So I, 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 you have to wonder, you have to wonder, how far can this tar- the tight end being your number one target take you? Um, yeah. For one thing, it's not going to take you downfield very far. We know that. They rushed the ball pretty good yesterday, Coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Williams had 72 yards and Stewart had 20, and they did enough changing up so that you were kind of uh, off balance, and that's, that was the only way they could beat uh, Tampa Bay's defense yesterday. Yeah, so – I, I, I look at them. Um, I think this is going to be a better team with, um, with when, when Cam Newton comes back to quarterback this team. On the other hand, um, I don't. I'm not so sure that uh, that McCowan is the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And well, that's um, you all know, got, uh, that kid Cannon um, that that came in last year as a rookie. Didn't play bad. And I think before it's all said and done, we're going to see him. Um, we're going to see him back on that roster, back in that starting quarterback position at some point. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'd like to see that. Uh, you know, uh, I enjoyed the game last night with Indianapolis and Denver. Peyton looks like he's back in true form. And uh, I don't see anybody in there class to stop them. I mean, me, but, you know, I'm interested to see this late game tonight uh, because I'm a Phillip Rivers fan. Uh, but, you know, I kind of like the Cardinals. The Cardinals kind of almost backed into the playoffs last year. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the Cardinals uh, make the playoffs this year. Well, hey, guys, we got a couple more NFL games to talk about and a whole lot of college football to talk about. As soon as we get back, we'll be right back with more Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to talk sports with a passion? Get ready for Cheap Shots with Luther Broughton and Micah Warren. We'll start off with the NFL pretty much always, but the talk moves along from there. We'll talk about the events of the week, opinions from the big names, and predictions of what's to come. Plus, we'll get to hear from you, the ultimate fan. Don't let the name of the show fool you. We're in it for the good stuff. Cheap Shots can be heard live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info U.M. Coach, you know, um, yesterday the Washington Redskins went to Texas and got uh, beat. I mean, and and I mean, Robert just didn't look good at all. I mean, coach, he, he just what? didn't look good. Coach, they're trying to make the kid do something he's not comfortable doing, and I don't know why they're trying to do it. I don't know if uh, Gruden doesn't get it, or maybe I don't get it. But the kid can be dynamic if you'll roll him out, if you won't just set him in the pocket. He can't, he's not a pocket passer. You know, Coach, uh, in this league, you just can't do a lot of rollouts. I mean, you, you, cut off, you cut off most of the field when you roll out. And you just, you know, you, it's almost when you roll it out in this league, you're catching people off guard just to, just to use one part of the field. That's why we have to drop straight back because we need to use the entire field from sideline to sideline. And you're right. And if you're going to be able to say, hey, okay, you, he's a good rollout passer, well, you, you're, not, you're not being able to use all of your weapons if you're a rollout passer. And I would agree with you. This kid is having problems standing in the pocket. And um, he's getting he's getting hit a lot. Like you said, he doesn't look comfortable when he does. No, and he, and he's throwing off his back foot. He, he doesn't have a good foundation when he releases the ball. These are things that 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 contribute to bad passes, not accurate passes. Yeah. Well, they got to score more than six points if they're going to win many games. Oh, that that that's for sure. You know, and and don't get me wrong. Um, uh, Aaron Foster had a, had a nice game, twenty seven rushes for one hundred and three yards, and uh, and and the, and the guy um, Alpha Mars had a nice game, fourteen rushes, ninety one yards. But I, I just see Robert Griffith as he he's struggling. Um, he he really is, he he's he's struggling. He's throwing a lot of passes, twenty nine for thirty seven, two sixty seven. 
the guy, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was 14 of 22 for 206 yards. You know, it's just, I, I don't know, Coach. Uh, I don't either. And this is play. not a good loss for them, the Texans. Before the season started, that, uh, it was looking like that Cousins was the better quarterback. And, and I would hate for an injury to happen for Cousins to replace Robert Griffin. I would hate for that to be the case. Yeah, well, but um, might happen. Yeah, it, it might be the only way it happens. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, Coach, you know, um, yesterday the Bears, um, the Bears lost to the Bills, which was probably the biggest upset besides that Miami Dolphins beating the New England Patriots yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, and EJ Manuel. And I didn't that, think that Manuel looked that good in the preseason. He didn't look that good in that game either. 16 of 22 for 173 yards. That's just not NFL numbers. Not at all. No. And, you know, Jay Cutler was 34 of 49 for 349 yards. You know, the comparison, you look at those numbers and you'd have to say, hey, well, we know the Buffalo Bills lost. Thinking of the Buffalo Bills history and the quarterback numbers alone, We'd say, oh, they lost that game. Well, no, they um, they actually beat the Bears, and this is in overtime, but this is not a good sign for the Bears either. Though. You know, the Bears are, and I, I hate to say this because Mark, you know, Mark Tresterman is a friend of mine, and we got to know that he's going to be scrutinized to the utmost, you know, taking Levy Smith's job, and he was, uh, he was a winning coach losing his job in um, in Chicago. So, Oh yeah, you know, uh, Lovey went ten and six that last year. Yeah, I know. And here they're losing their opener. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's just not. That's not. That's not a good good sign. And and hey, Jay Cutler, I don't know. He he, he can put up some big numbers and still have a sour face and just doesn't look enthusiastic. Don't look like he's into it. I, I just don't get that guy, coach. Hey, but the Indianapolis Colts went to Denver so Peyton Manning could play his old team. And Peyton Manning went to school on him, for sure. Scored 21 points in the second quarter alone, Coach. Coach, the thing about it is, you know, he was, him and Brett Ford now the only two guys that have beaten every club because they've gone back and beat their old <laughs> but you know what they when they interviewed uh, after the game they interviewed Peyton and they said, "Well, what does it mean for you to have beaten all thirty two teams?" He says, it "Means I'm old." <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, hey, you know, old compared to some standards. He looked pretty good. Man, does he look good? He looked better than he did last year. And I'm going to say this right now: um, Denver Broncos or one of my favorites to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they will win the Super Bowl, but right now, um, the next time I go to the Caribbean, I'm going to get me a slip betting on the Denver Broncos to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win, but I'm betting that they make it. I think you're right, Coach. I don't think uh, – I'd like to see Rivers or the Cardinals make it. into the playoffs, but I don't think they can beat them going down the road. Because, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize uh, they retooled that defense. They spent $100 million on defensive players in the offseason. 
So, you know, it, it's going to see uh, if their defense is, you know, I mean, the Colts are not not scrubs. They, they're they pretty good. And so I think that uh, they will definitely, like you said, make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And let's well, have so, injuries. Well, Coach, um, you know, um, not only was the NFL on over the weekend, in some cases this was the second game for uh, a lot of college teams. And the Florida State Seminoles played the Citadel. And, you know, a lot of people thought that this should have been a a much bigger blowout. But the final score was 37-12, and Florida State, the number one team in the nation, came out victorious. Jimbo Fisher didn't seem to be very, very happy with his his Heisman-winning quarterback. Oh, I don't think so, Coach. And I think, you know... uh... Every time he turns around, there's that off-field stuff still hanging around, and it's got to hurt your team. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, it's, it's, it's got to hurt the team. And now, um, Associated Press has the Ducks number two, and the coaches' poll still has Crimson Tide. What do you think? Well, um, I think Florida State um, is the number one team, and I, and I really think that um, – that Alabama deserves to be the number two team. And just by seeing them play and seeing the Ducks play, I think Alabama is a much more physical team. And um, just just a basic keep it simple all-around team. And they do a lot of things well. They don't make a lot of mistakes. I, I think Alabama deserves to be the number two team. And I think Oregon um, deserves this number three, t- three spot after yeah. dominating a, a very good Michigan State team. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, they did dominate them. But before that, it was all, you know, Michigan State was getting on them. Yeah, yeah. And, and Michigan State's one of those teams, they're going to grind it out on you. And that's for sure. Yeah, but the number four team is Oklahoma. Um, you know, they beat Tulsa 52-7 to over the weekend. And uh, it was never a contest. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll get challenged until Coach, they play Oklahoma State. Coach Stoops is... Um, is is a good coach. I, I really like Coach Stoops. I've met him in person once, and uh, and I admire him too. I I think he's a he's a good guy, good coach, and uh, maybe even a candidate for an NFL job one of these days too. Well, yeah. then you think uh, Auburn definitely should be number five. Well, you know, um, I think Auburn should be number five. I really I really do. Now, um, I. I think they deserve that spot. You know, sometimes I think the SEC gets a little bit too much credit, but when you're winning and you're playing in one of the toughest divisions in football, um, you deserve it. And then the Georgia Bulldogs are number six in both polls, and I probably think they belong there. I I would have to agree. I I think the Georgia Bulldogs um, do belong there, but they have one loss already, right? No, no. You're you're thinking of South Carolina. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of South Carolina. Yeah, yeah the Bulldogs play South Carolina this weekend. Right, that's what I'm thinking of, Coach. One of them's going to have either two or their first one, and that'll yeah. put uh, South Carolina as just a spoiler the rest of the year. How about uh, Virginia Tech just just whooping the, the snot out of uh, Ohio State? <laughs> it wasn't even pretty. 
You know, and I, I, I love it. I don't like that guy, Urban Meyer, very much. And I love it when he gets whooped every chance he get. I like it for somebody to put a spanking on his tail. You Coach, know? I think who's, who's going to be the surprise team uh, is uh, is uh, A&M. They're ranked seventh in the Associated Press and eighth in the coaches' poll. And uh, the way they beat South Carolina, I'm thinking they may beat a few more people before the season's said and done. I, I would agree with you, Coach. I, I really will. And And – the way they toss the ball around and use the entire field, man, I think uh, Texas A&M is going to be something to, to, to be reckoned with this season. Well, I uh, I like the coach at A&M. He, got, he inherited Johnny football, and, every, and that was his first head job. And everybody was saying there, would, uh, there aren't going to be anything now that Johnny football has gone. I think everybody was wrong about that. I, I think they were. And um, and and uh, Coach Crumlin, I th- I think he's doing done an outstanding job there, and um, I think he's 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 gonna have himself in a good position to get one of those spots in that playoff for the NCAA football. I think he's hey, some pretty good Southeastern Conference teams still down the road. He's gonna play Alabama. Uh, I don't think he plays LSU this year, but. Uh, I know he plays Georgia also, so he's going to have to win a couple of pretty big games. I'll tell you, you know, I don't know if they play, uh, I don't know if they play Auburn or not, but boy, that would be a shootout, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, that would be a shootout. And um, coach, we only got a few more minutes, but um, um, over the weekend, Texas A&M played Lamar, and they play Rice, SMU, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama, Louisiana, Monroe, Auburn, Missouri, and LSU. That's a pretty tough SEC schedule. And right. if you can get through that SEC schedule with one loss, you deserve an opportunity to play in one of those spots for the tournament. Well, I think that it'll still turn out to be Alabama – on one side and Georgia on the other. I'm afraid. I I'd like to see LSU sneak in there, but I don't know if they can get it with uh, this young team. But yeah, they're ranked number ten in both in one poll and ninth in the other. So LSU might sneak in there. Well, yeah, there's all there's always a possibility. And um, these Baylor yeah. Bears are up there, okay. Yeah, I, I I saw that too as well, Coach. You know, the South Carolina dropped down to the, to twenty one, and they barely beat East Carolina. Uh, you know, we say barely beat. You win by ten points in college football. That's that's a close victory when uh, when you when you were in the top ten in the NCAA. Yeah. You know, you're playing a team that's that you should just pretty much blow out. And uh, East Carolina was hanging in there with them. The score was twenty one to sixteen at halftime. Yeah. That's, that's that's too close for comfort as far as Steve Spurs is concerned, and I know that. Coach, now, uh, Notre Dame, are they going to be for real this year? They're alive, and they got them down as 11. They beat Michigan pretty good. They beat Michigan 31 nothing. That, that means they just they stomp Michigan, Coach, and that's that, <laughs> that's almost enough for, um, for Michigan's coach to lose his job. Oh, I you know, agree. They, 
Yeah, that, that's 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 pretty that's pretty ugly there. It was a lot of people in Michigan not very happy about that one. Hey, coach, you got less than a minute and hey, give us your final take of this NFL season thus far. Coach, I'm believing that this will be one of those years where you'll never know from Sunday to Sunday who's going to win because everybody's so close. Wow. So you're saying if the Dolphins won last week, the Jaguars should be winning this week. <laughs> or the Tampa Bay Bucks. Wow. And, and now we got at least one victory in the state of Florida this year, too, because, you know, sometimes it takes us to the sixth or the seventh game of the season before all three of our teams can have a win. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes to get a win, you know. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey. it looks like uh, – uh, I think that it's going to be one of those years that uh, our Florida teams are going to be pretty good. Wow, Coach, I hope so. You know, because right now we're 1-3. and three, You know, uh, the Dolphins won, Tampa Bay lost, Jaguars lost. I really hope that we're better off this season than we were last year. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.